So in a lot of our episodes, we talk about how to get more money and to be able to avoid taxes in a legal way. I'm Keith. I'm Josh. And he's gonna be the one to kind of give you a more detailed analysis and exactly how much money can you earn and not get taxed on it, Josh? Well, so this is just on federal tax. And in case you didn't know, this is the Basic Money Podcast. Before I get in, you will get my free tips if you hit the like button. Yes. <laughs> Only if you do that. And follow. You'll be doused with knowledge in the money department of life. Yes. So, per your question, how much money can I earn and not pay taxes? Well, federal tax. Your state, some states like California and New York are crazy. You're going to pay them no matter what. Um, But there's others. And in some states like Vegas. Well, like Nevada, that Vegas is in, (laughs) have zero. This is an actually a great, great thing because a lot of people are like, I pay too much in taxes. Nobody pays enough. I can, I can technically show you as a single person, you can make $52,000 and not pay tax. And as a married couple, I can show you $105,000 and not pay tax. Show me. And this is all just based on your standard deduction and the capital gains tax bracket. So, listening. Your standard deduction is your basic, what the government gives you that you can use to reduce your income. So as a single person, your standard deduction for 2021 is gonna be 12,550. Head of household, you get a little bump of 18,800. And as a married couple, it's around 25,100. So what that means is whatever your income is, if you make exactly that, like as a married couple, 25,000, and that's all you guys made as a couple, no taxes on that. You're free, you're woo, you're good. And then there is a special area called the capital gains tax bracket. We had another video, go find it. It talks about the various ways of income. The capital gains tax bracket is a totally different scale than the regular income tax bracket. You actually have a broader scale of 0% tax there. So for a single person, you can make $40,000 in long-term capital gains and pay zero federal tax for that. Woof! As a married couple filing together jointly, it's $80,000 as a long-term capital gain. So what does this mean? How can I use this? What do I need to know? Tell me. The main thing on this is you should find a way to purchase assets that increase in value. So whether there be stocks, whether it be property, houses, boats, anything that can appreciate in value. Hold it over a year, sell that, Whatever that is, you're more than likely going to make tax-free, unless it's a huge, huge amount. I buy a property one year, not as my own home, because there's a personal exemption for that one. And it's an investment property. I hold it for exactly one year and one day. I sell it. Whatever profit I make, hopefully it's, as a married person, 80,000. All of that for me. No taxes to the government for free. So. If you really want to find ways to increase your income and not pay taxes, find a way to shift your assets. Buy so, things that move up. So, so let's say you know, in terms of like houses, let's say that we're you know we're not in positions to actually do that. What are some other affordable ways that we could do that? I think you said stocks was one of them. Stocks is just slowly start gaining those stocks. It can be an investment into Apple. It can be an investment into Amazon. It can be investment into whatever you're hearing into the future right now. So, I mean, we could take GameStop for right now if you want to talk about something that's really hyped up. Uh, If you had bought GameStop last March, who knows whatever the price was, and you sold it now at this March where it's over a hundred bucks, you probably made a boatload of money. Imagine all of that money tax-free. 
And I can say almost anybody who bought stocks in the recession of the COVID time of March, and you've held it for one year at least, you've made money. You've made money, and you could probably make all that tax free. Sell them now and go rebuy the shares again. Yeah. Because that resets your tax bracket on that. It's shown that you have zero there. So it has to be specifically under that if you're single, under that forty thousand. So. What I'm saying is that is amount that's you know is going to be free from taxes. If you sell something that as a single person is fifty thousand in capital gains tax you made, okay, that's great. Your forty thousand is safe from taxes. Your ten thousand you have to pay fifteen percent tax on it. Okay. So you're paying on what ten thousand dollars? That's that honor if you don't fifteen hundred. So you're still safe that big amount. So that's the one thing I want to put to you guys is that you need to find ways to move assets along and then just finally like realize that, hey, now that I have these assets, if I want to bump my income up but not raise my taxes, I can sell some of these and just slowly move those things around. Now, as far as this goes too, it's more so when you do this, you have to document when you do your taxes exactly. So right your brokerage accounts and anything like that, especially with stocks that you buy and sell, they keep a log of what you buy and sell. Yeah. It's also helpful to manually keep a track of it, especially if you're buying multiple times. And then when you sell, you're selling in one go, so that way you can kind of know what your spread is for each lot that they call it. Mm -hmm. um, the main thing on this is it really is helpful to buy in the beginning and think about you know that exit from work. You know, when you leave work now and you have, you've listened to us for many, many years and other people, you've built up this massive empire of assets that you can now sell that generate income and everything like that. Now you're trying to find ways to, I will say earn the income, but it's to capture, capture the gains on it. I can say I buy something for 50, next year it's at 100, it's still not sell that, and next year it keeps going up and up and up, but my base here is still this 50, so no matter when I choose to sell, years down the line now, I'm doing it on that spread of whatever it is now to that 50 I bought many years later. Now let's do a little fancy trick of capital gains harvesting. There's a thing called tax loss harvesting, this is better, there's capital gains harvesting. Whereas, let's say I buy a stock that's $50. Next year it goes up to 100 and we all know that it's a growing stock, it's doing great, it's booming. What I can say is, I'm going to sell all of this now at 100, capture that gain there, but because it's at a 0% tax bracket, hey, no taxes, great. I can then go rebuy that same stock and reset my basis again. And then, okay, let's go up again and reset. This is with, within a year or it's going to be after the one year period? After the one year. After the one year period. After the one year one day for the long term because you want to make sure it's classified as long term capital gains and not short term because yeah. short term goes into regular income. And then with stocks too, let's say that that money's gone up. The money that gets taxed is only when you pull that money. It's only when you sell the stock. It's only and, when you sell And the actually stock. realize a gain okay. as it's called. It's realizing. Right. Because because before then it's unrealized. You, it's on paper. It's not actual money yet. Yeah. Okay. So when you actually realize the gain is when you you would pay tax on it. You would record it to the IRS, you would pay tax on it. But if I have this and I report, I'm like, hey IRS man, look, I made $40,000 to come tax me. And the IRS says, oh, I see you made 40,000, but it's long-term gains. Good job, no taxes for you. I can now take this 40,000 and just go again, rebuy the same thing because I was gonna stay invested in it anyway. I believed in the company, it was gonna grow. But I just wanted to make sure that my gains in it 
have been realized. I've already submitted for taxing. They've decided no. Okay, great. I'm going to reset again. Because at the, I guess at the end of the day, the biggest thing is, let's say you had that one stock, you didn't do this, then down like, the line when down you the sell line it. Down the line when I go to sell. Now it's worth way more. So and it's now like 40 I have to plus everything over the 40 yeah. is what you're getting taxed on as opposed to the reset every time. Yeah. Now if I reset my basis every time, like, okay, great, here, tax me. Oh, no taxes? Great, let's keep going, let's keep going. So that in the end, your basis is so high that your gains aren't going to be as great. But now if it dips and you take a loss, that loss now you can write off against other stuff. Okay, so, so it does take a little more effort, but at the end of the day, it's, 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 you're making money by doing this because yeah. you're not getting taxed on it. So, so we have, obviously, we said houses, stocks. What else? Um, is there anything else you think? It's, it's anything that can be considered an asset. So this bookshelf. If somebody wanted to pay more than I bought it for a year and a half after I own it, Great, that's an asset. Technically, I'm supposed to report it. In case people don't know, anything you sell on Facebook, you're supposed to report as income. Mm. So. so it's more so like the value that you're gonna get out of this are the ones that are going to be appreciating more over time, at least after one year. Yes, you need over one year to get into that long-term capital gains. Okay. So like I say, it can be anything that's an asset. You buy a boat, you sell it after a year, hopefully you sell it for more than you bought it for. So all of these are hoping that you sell it for more than you bought it for. Okay, so it's the same thing with like uh, like trading cards. Yeah. Like, po I know, like Pokemon cards are... are yeah, things are, are going crazy. Like Pokemon cards, uh, sports cards again are, are blowing Sign, up. Sign sports cards. If you want to get crazy, NFTs, but those are get into the, the weeds of a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Um, so anything that can appreciate that is considered property in the eyes of the IRS, um, that when you sell, you have a gain on, any of that goes into that capital gains tax bracket. So what you're trying to do is really maximize your gains there, but still stay within the 0%. And then once you're there, you know, you've reset your basis, you're really good now on where you're setting. It's basically like, Climbing a mountain and resetting where your your catch is, the mm -hmm. line that catches you. Yeah. So I've made a gain here, I've climbed this much, but if I sell, which would be basically letting go, I'm paying taxes of my gain from up to here. Where if I reset and put a new mark here, I'm like, oh I sell, like, well, I've only had this difference now, so I'll pay tax on that difference. So it's just Makes a way sense. to kind of reset your tax bracket, but also the best way to kind of get all that income and not pay tax on it. And then, as far as the married couple goes, obviously it's a combined income. Does that mean if one, can one person, if they're in the household together, filing taxes together, can one person... No, this is joint. Well, no, well, as far as joint goes, like, can that, in that joint account, does it have to be 40-40 or can it be 60-20? No, you're, as a married couple, you're technically one you're entity. You're one entity. So, so. so, so one person can do this with $80,000. Yeah, and the other person zero or however way it is, because you're a joint entity. Okay. You're, you're one single thing in the eyes of the IRS, I should say. Okay. One, yeah. of, one, one of the perks of being married, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are many, many perks to it, but that's kind of one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this was gonna be a short, simple one, but hopefully it at least gave you the knowledge to look at your income and how you can move things around and for the future plan on how you can still generate an income and not pay any taxes on it. Mm-hmm. That's like I said, and this, these are all legal ways to do this. We're not 
Yeah, we're not saying tax evasion, tax avoidance, any of the stuff that can get you in trouble. Yeah, no. This is all listed by the IRS, and you need to look at the IRS rules and guidelines book more as a manual on how to not pay taxes. Yeah. Because it tells you, hey, if you do this, you don't pay this tax. Use it as a, a guideline of that. Mm -hmm. And then also, if you, if you have an accountant or someone that does your taxes, you could talk to them about it as well and say, hey, I heard these guys, Keith and Josh on Basic Money Podcast, say this, can I do this with this account? And I'm sure they'll say, yes, okay, here's how you would do it, here's how it could be structured, here's how once you do it, I take it and I'm able to put it into your taxes so that yes. you can see what they need to see. Neither Keith or I are legal or uh, financial professionals, so please seek out your own advice. What we do here is for entertainment and informational purposes only. Mm -hmm. Please seek out your own personal accounting and legal advice. Yes, please read the full disclaimer in the description <laughs> as well as leaving a comment on what you want to hear from us next or if there's anything on this topic that you are interested in hearing more about, you can email us as well, basicmoneypodcast at gmail.com. All right, until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Keith. Have a good one. Bye.